welcome to episode number 29 of the High Five Download Podcast. 29? Um, so we had something planned for today, uh, an interesting topic, yeah. uh, locally related, I guess you could say, to the Mile High City. Um, but we'll save it. We're saving for that another, for a another future day. episode because our guest uh, had a last minute cancellation that involved the place that we're going to talk about. So we're just going to leave you guys in suspense. Yeah. future episode hopefully maybe episode 30 we can get in on that right. We're teasing but it. so at the last minute last minute pinch here we came up with a topic for today and you know we like we like scary movies yeah and i mean it's full-on summer right now so right it's scary movie season right i mean <laughs> not really but 109 hey. <laughs> days until halloween i guess yeah I don't there know. you go by the time you hear this podcast <laughs> we might be in like 98 days right. till right Halloween, Halloween. So, um, but we 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 talk about scary movies a lot. I think on this podcast, we've had a few guests. Yeah, exactly. Who, uh, so we're going to be a little more specific, and we're going to get nostalgic about yeah what scares us. I guess deep down. So yeah, we are going to go for our top five scary movie scenes. So this is yeah. a particular scene from a particular movie. Scenes or moments. Scenes or moments. Sure. In, yeah, in that movies works. that 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 scared us. And Demetrio came up with the low five. <laughs> and That's me. <laughs> it's, it was something. It, he texted it to me. He says, uh, movies you don't want to see a second time. Yeah. So this is basically like a movie that you saw once and you, whether you enjoyed it or not, you, you're good. You don't ever want to watch it again. Right. And one time's enough. And uh, we're going to see where that goes. Yeah, we're really going to see where that goes because I kind of had a um, – I, I don't know. I, I had a di- lot of audible mentions for this one. <laughs> I had a different take on mine. Oh, okay. So okay. We'll, we'll just see what we get okay. I, I just kind of went with, like, first things that came to my head today Well, at the last <laughs> minute trying to do. No no, Mr. Bean or Transformers <laughs> movies. Oh, man. I'm just, just kidding. Just well, joking. yeah, those would be honorable mentions for sure. But, yeah, I was, like, just trying to do a million things this afternoon, and, and yeah, I just went too. with what came with me. So here we go, Flying That's by the good. Seat of Our Pants, episode 29. Uh, top five scary movie scenes. I'm going to go with number five. I'll start it off. Um, cool. I'm going with uh, 2005's The Descent, directed by Neil Marshall. Nice. And I'm going to say all of it, really. Yeah, the whole movie? <laughs> the whole movie, <laughs> yeah, because, I, I, <laughs> I mean, like, I've never watched like, a movie that made me feel claustrophobic. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah, how that's that exactly movie, the movie is. felt. And, I mean, I can't. Yeah personally imagine anything more horrifying than being trapped in like a narrow space of a cave yeah and let alone i don't even need the vampire creatures yeah in the, there yeah to, it's to, like the vampire stuff is like is, is terrifying it's terrifying as well but, but just for me more, being trapped like that oh god hell it's no. kind of like 127 hours was sort of like you know you had that kind of yeah. trapped claustrophobia yeah. mm-hmm. without the vampires mm-hmm. but no i see what you mean about the descent like there's some scenes in there where i'm like wow how'd they film that yeah totally where and you I'm just, just have like, like i wouldn't the do person that. stuck I in like a care small how, hole yeah, yeah exactly yeah so that brings me to an honorable mention too i'll, I'll remember to get back to that right. i just reminded me of one but yeah that's pretty good though the descent that yeah, was yeah the descent all the whole, of it, the whole really. movie. <laughs> all of it yeah so i have a few of those i'll, I'll mention <laughs> in the honorable mentions i'll mention a few of like yeah just the whole movie uh, but my number five, moving on here, is uh, Halloween. Okay. The original, of course. And the closet scene is <laughs> my is, is was one of my first like scariest scenes that I ever like. I, I mean, I saw this movie when I was probably like eight years old or something. You know, watch it with my cousins or something. Yeah. yeah. Older cousins and 
you know, that scene was just so tense because it's kind of like a like you can kind of like break up like scary scenes to like. You're talking about be, the, the scene at the end when she's trapped. When in the Jamie closet. Lee Curtis is trapped okay, in the closet. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So there's like you can break it down to like, you know, jump scares and then those kinds of things. But there's also like suspense. And I feel like this is like one of those like highest like suspense scenes I've ever seen in my life. And still to this day, like it it's. It's sort of, I think because I saw it when I was so young, it still, like, terrifies me to this day. But, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, like, trapped in that closet and, like, watching. Yeah, there's nowhere know, to go. There's nowhere to go. And she's she's trapped. And that's it. And you and you feel like her terror. And your terror becomes your, her terror becomes your terror. And, uh, you know, it just, you know, creates, like, such a, you know, an amazing, like, that experience. Right, that made me think of there's another closet scene in that movie where they de- where they do like open a corpse and it falls down like yeah, and it's yeah. like dangling. And even, that's what I kind of thought of at first, and then I'm like, oh wait, no, that's not what Demi. And there's about. even like a, a later scene in Halloween where Michael she thinks that it's over, and Michael is like lying down. Oh yeah, and he just sits up behind it. And she yeah. doesn't realize that he's sat up. Yeah, it's and kind that, of the birth of the, holy shit, the birth of the. Indestructible slash right, really. right, I mean, right, that right. whole. He's, he's, he's never dead until he, he's very, dead. Yeah, I mean, he gets shot out the window and <laughs> spoiler alert, and then at the end, <laughs> his corpse is laying there in the in the spoiler. yard, and then they peek out the window and it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. All yeah, right, so that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Sure. Um, my number four is 1982's Poltergeist, and uh, you can think of a <laughs> nice. lot of scary scenes yeah, in that there's movie. There's a lot of. Disturbing um, scenes, like scary the scenes. clown and stuff. But I'm the particularly going to go with the pool of corpses when yeah. when the mom's, like, running and it's raining outside mm-hmm. and she's, like, frantic so, and slips. Like, right. And so so, so for, if, for people who have never seen Poltergeist, and you probably should by, by this time, there's a scene well, basically like they haven't they don't have a pool yet but they've yeah, dug the hole a, for the ditch pool. for the pool. it's a ditch yeah, for the I mean, pool it's a hole and ground. it's been yeah. raining for hours mm-hmm. so there you go so yeah and then this is kind of the foreshadowing of at the end you know they, they <laughs> the it big revealed reveal. that uh, <laughs> they they it was their house was built on top of a cemetery right. and they you removed this headstone they, they moved the headstone did, but they didn't remove the bodies. the bodies yeah so i mean big line and then Spoiler. that that's pretty scary too but i don't sure. know something about just falling into that uh, muddy empty like swimming hole like, yeah it becomes like a, a sinkhole basically yeah. and then these corpses just, just are popping up. up and out and you think like they're grabbing her but they're just they're just corpses that are just uh, skeletons corpses whatever yeah. they're just surrounding and her. it just that terrified me as a kid that's, I mean, like, that's a good one yeah. I mean I can't believe though a movie came out in 82 like I mean I'm not I, I'm pretty sure I didn't see it in 82 but I mean I saw it shortly after so I had to have been like 5 or 6 And I think it was rated PG too when it came which out which is insane yeah <laughs> totally insane cuz that was pretty terrifying Yeah there's lots of moments in there but that's right. my one from Poltergeist Hell yeah All right so my number 4 is uh, another movie I saw when I was probably way too young to see it in the movie theater uh, cuz <laughs> I think I mentioned before that my mom would take me to probably inappropriate movies like The Doors and this movie uh, number 4 Silence of the Lambs from 1989, and it's the scene in the in the ambulance specifically. I mean, I know everybody talks about like the scene in the basement when she finally goes down there, she finds Buffalo Bill or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But the scene when you know it's this tense, like you don't know where Hannibal Lecter is, you don't know if he's escaped or if he's you know, well he has escaped, but you don't know where he is. And then finally, it's revealed that he was in he was the the cop posing as the cop the whole time, and he stands up in the ambulance and he pulls off the face that he cut off. Yeah. Spoiler alert. 
And uh, yeah, I just remember like being in the movie theater and being completely terrified when I saw that for the first time. Yeah, that is and not a- to mention that there were like pe- I think I saw this at the Tivoli, oh, wow. and there were people around us who were like literally like shouting at the at the th- at the movie at the screen, like yeah. "Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> it's him! It's him!" You yeah. know. And, and, that is uh, a great twist in that film too. For right, sure. right, that's right. a great. That like, was something that, if you hadn't read the moment, book, you yeah. were, you were never expecting that. Yeah, that's a great holy shit moment for mm-hmm. sure, and it's it's pretty gruesome too you know yeah <laughs> I yeah mean, that whole scene the whole is thing it is because you think first you're like damn he chewed the sh- he chewed this guy's face up and yeah he's, he's and he left and one dude gutted and then yeah, you're man. like well where is he and you think like oh, okay they're, they're saving this one guy but it's not <laughs> yeah exactly so, yeah that was another one of, one of my um, scariest moments so <laughs> My number three is I actually saw this film later than a lot of these other ones, but it still disturbed me as I probably was still too young to see it. But the, <laughs> the movie would be The Exorcist, and all um, right, and I'm the talking about uh, the whole movie. A couple specific scenes, the, the scenes like one of the first scenes when they come up and she's. Uh, she's she's possessed and you know she's saying fuck me and the, her throat gets all like swollen like a, and flopping around on the bed like she's having a seizure and yeah then, and then yeah and then later and then the other the kind of a company scene is the later on where where she's like sta- literally stabbing herself in the crotch with yeah the, that's, with the crucifix like that that's rough is man. disturbing as hell that's you know? rough dude and uh, I just remember being like I just like. Mind blown, I guess. Mortified. Yeah, like, there's, there's I can't really, believe there's they, really nothing they else can, can do this that. in movies. They can be this, you know. Like, I mean, it, and then that it, that scene ends with the head turn. You know, like yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, and, and like yeah. we are not even talking about the this the the split split pea soup vomit right. or anything. I could do so the whole I mean, movie for that one. Yeah, but again, those particular scenes, I remember as a kid, just like being like. Well, when I saw it, I don't even remember how old I was. Probably eight or nine or something, but still being like <laughs> just blown away. You yeah, know, like because there's like there's sake. something really yeah. wrong with like you see that movie for the first time and you're like, there's something different about this movie. It's it's not so much a scary movie. Like, do you think there's something like seriously like okay, I'm watching something that is like seriously like maybe evil or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know, yeah. you just like. Wow, like I, well, I mean, I guess if you're like I wasn't, you know, necessarily raised. I'm I'm not Catholic, wasn't raised Catholic at all. But I think like there's like if you were like a Catholic, and there's a lot of like yeah, and I was Catholic guilt and like scare, you oh, know, the fear yeah. of like the demons, yeah, 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 yeah. fear the devil, to, you know, like devil, a type of like thing. Yeah. Like, and I think that's like what scared the crap out and of a lot of people because yeah. you know a lot of people are like, well, that could really happen, you know, and like that's debatable. <laughs> or it, or it know? did really happen. Or it did really happen, you know. So like, yeah. I mean, that's honestly debatable. But um, right. if you believe that it can, and then you see that, and you see that movie, movie, and you're like, holy you're shit, like, yeah, that's a documentary. <laughs> yeah, but like, no, yeah, like I, I, I was raised Catholic, and I, I had family members who would be like, no, that that you can't watch that movie. Yeah. Seriously, because no, it's 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 like it's it, that's how it is. You're inviting a demon. Yeah, you're inviting the devil <laughs> just by watching that movie, and that's how it is, and that's how that's what would occur if you were possessed. And you're like, what? And so you hear these things from like your aunt and uncle, yeah. And then you actually watch the movie, and you're just like terrified because you have that floating over your head. You're like, wait a minute, yeah. what? This is real? You know? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah, I, I I agree with you 100 percent about. 
The Exorcist. Gotcha. So that was my number three, man. Exorcist. All right. My number three is a Japanese movie um, by the name of Audition that came out in oh. 1999. I've never seen that. I've always been – it's like <sighs> I need to see Let's It was uh, directed by the uh, – I guess – I don't know if he's like a legendary horror filmmaker, Takashi Mike, who's directed a lot of like kind of like gory horror films. Takashi Mike. Um but this movie is basically um, I, I could explain I could say the, the what the the premise is. Sure. Uh, yeah. A widower takes an offer to screen girls at a special audition. So there's basically this guy who's like been widowed for like ten years, and his friend uh, runs is like a casting director. So he tells him like, hey, if you want to meet a girl, well, how about we set up like this fake audition, and you can just like you know meet girls, and possibly you know see if which ones you like. Maybe you could you know go out with one. So um, he arranges this for his friend. And the one that he actually likes is not who she appears to be at all. That's what I, yeah. It's one of those flip the script. The script yeah, the script. and what yeah. follows is so disturbing. So there's a scene where uh, the girl that he likes is waiting by the phone. And I think the movie tells you that she's been waiting by the phone for four days. And in this scene, it's like one shot where she's sit, you know, she's sitting by the phone. And behind her is like a bag. And it's a large bag. It's like a potato sack. And it's just sitting there. And you think, like, okay, that's weird. And then towards the, it's a really long scene. And then towards the end of the scene, as the phone rings, the, the, the bag starts to shake. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is going on? And then later on, you learn what's, what's in the bag. And that's, that's the uh, – What's in the bag? The, the ter- yeah, yeah, what's in the bag, yeah. And that's the Box. terrible part. Oh. Um, uh, that, that, that's that's pretty uh, terrifying. So okay, yeah, audition. I'm intrigued. If you haven't seen it, definitely give it a, give it a shot. But prepare yourself because it's gonna freak you out. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So uh, my number two is another movie I saw probably way too young, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, none other than Stanley Kubrick's 1980s The Shining. Um, whole movie. The whole movie. Again? No, no, not the whole movie. <laughs> Actually, this one scene that scared, and it's not like the one. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but the girl in room 27. Well, that part was pretty terrifying. That's yeah. like an honorable mention for me. You know, right. like because I mean. You're at this young age, and you're seeing this beautiful naked woman that turns into this crazy zombie hag. Crazy zombie hag, yeah. Like, that was pretty terrifying. But the scene where um, uh, Shelley Duvall's being chased near the end, and she turns the corner, and they... The elevator opens up and mm-hmm. all the blood just mm-hmm. pours out of the elevator. Yeah, classic. I don't know why that scene, scene. I just don't know why all the blood coming out of the elevator just. It's unnerving. It's yeah, and I don't know why it scared. It just scared me to death as a kid, and I remember literally like staying awake at night looking for the light, like, just, <laughs> and like there's no weird. There's not an elevator in my house or nothing. There's no chance of like. A, no, that's a pretty but, um, unnerving. I just scene. don't. It's. It's, yeah, it's also a movie with like with that with where yeah the elevator's open and all the blood spills out, but the mm-hmm. blood in that scene looks real. That's yeah. another like weird part about that movie is like yeah, it's not like red. It's you know purple it, kind of. It's it's it a looks crimson. like red. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like um like I don't know. There's films like Dawn of the Dead that came out around the same time, and the blood is just so fake looking. Yeah, it just looks like red paint. You it's know? like foamy. Yeah, yeah. But this looks real. It's not yeah. it doesn't look like paint. It's like yeah. what? Where? Huh? And there's just so much of it. And, of and I mean, I like, imagine like a scene like that they had to do in one take, basically. I yeah, because it, it destroys the camera. I yeah, think. and destroys because all the, the blood rushes out and just. There's so much of it. it, If they really filmed it in the hotel, jumps over the camera. Could have just been a soundstage, but yeah, it was just that. I don't know. Something about that just. 
that really scared the hell out of me as a kid. Hell so, yeah. Right now I'm just like, yeah, I could watch it and just be like, oh, well, that's cool. That's interesting. But yeah. Uh, no. Scared no, I, me, I, man. I follow, I follow you. Yeah. All right. My number two is from the movie Seven with Brad Pitt, Michael, uh, right. David Fincher. Uh, yes. My, uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, Morgan yeah. Freeman. Morgan Freeman. And it is the scene with the uh, the guy who is who represents Sloth. And he's basically a, a dead guy or a guy that you, spoiler alert, think is dead in the bed. Yeah. And turns out he's not dead. And I think this is like the first movie that I saw where everybody in the theater jumped at the same time. Everybody was not expecting that to happen. Yeah. And that was like, I think like, and I, I felt like I was old enough to be like, oh, I'm over like jumping at yeah, scary yeah, movies, yeah. you know, jump scares, jump scares. And, got me. and that was one that like actually like terrified me. Like I felt like I was like, oh, I just like pissed my pants because yeah. that scared the yeah. shit out of me. Literally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that movie. Well, that, I mean, the whole movie was, you know. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's, it's a great movie. It's a great take. But on that horror, is such you know, a great like scare yeah. Of a scene. Yeah. Because, well, up until the, till then, they've all been fine. You know, the, they're all supposed to be dead. It was real these suspenseful. Are, yeah. And the, all these, and this vi- yeah. killer is killing He's people. killing people, yeah. yeah. And you did not expect that. And, and I think like, what, what also, more. what fought the scene that follows also just kind of like, it sort of like breaks you. And you're just like, oh man, like I, it kind of prepares you for the ending because you're like, wow, this is just terrible with what this guy is doing you know you, you learn like what he's gone th- what what the victim has gone through yeah. to, to come to this point and you're like holy shit yeah um but yeah so that's that that was my number two it still like brings tears in my eyes when i when i think about it so <laughs> <laughs> all right um well my number one is a film we talked about before on this podcast and i've probably talked about this scene before on this podcast and it would be none other than the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and particularly <laughs> the scene where Johnny Depp gets pulled into the bed. I guess I had a big fear of, like, gallons and gallons of blood or something, man. Because uh, that definitely happened. But another, t- you know, once again, I, I saw this movie when I was probably too young to see it. I was in elementary school and had a friend that um, named Anthony Tim, rest in peace. He's no longer with us. Um and his dad was actually a horror novelist, actually, here really? in Denver. Yeah. And so they had a ridiculous collection of <laughs> VHS horror movies over there, you know, and it was just one of those things, you know, uh, go over, you know, like you go over to your friend's house for the Saturday afternoon yeah. for a couple hours or whatever. And what are you going to do? And um, I mean, and it was one of those things where I, you know, I knew who Freddy Krueger was, you know, it's kind of like one <laughs> of those, the, the legend of Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger is. you know, people talk about him in on the playground, you know, That's a t-shirt. And like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Freddy I think Krueger people is. called him Freddy Krueger mostly back there in, in, in elementary school. Oh, but man, yeah, so funny. I knew who Freddy Krueger was, that's you know, and he, had, <laughs> and he had the claws and everything. Freddy so, so I, you know, I finally got to actually see the movie Yeah, and yeah. like, it was so, I loved it. it so awesome, but it scared the shit out of me at the same time, you sure. know? And I like literally like for a week slept on the edge of my bed just in case, you know, I didn't want to get sucked into the middle. Like, uh, yeah. like, uh, like Johnny <laughs> Depp's on the edge of the bed. I did, I did. <laughs> like on the edge. Like I was either oh, to, like my bed was against the wall. I was either way up against the wall or way on the edge, about ready to fall <laughs> off, but not in the middle because that's what happened to Johnny nice. Depp's character. But nice. there, you know, there was like subtle scenes of that movie, uh, that scene that was like freaking me out that I remember too, because like the cops are all there afterwards, you know. Oh yeah. And the like the parents are all like freaked out, and the, and then the 
it's like dripping blood's dripping through the ceiling yeah into a bucket on the first floor and they're just like you don't want to go up there you know or something like telling all these other cops like oh god it's so so like just like that like this is nutty man totally Mm -hmm. i don't know man large gallons of blood scared (laughs) the crap out of me so that's my number one number one nightmare on elm street death of johnny depp all right, so my number one roll. is kind of like it, it's like a mixture of like the a suspense scare and a jump scare, and what I mean by suspense scare is like when, like, when like the the director will put like the camera down and and just leave it there for a long time, or you have a scene where, you know, you know something's going to happen, and you feel it coming, and so the tension starts to rise. So my number one is from a uh, a movie called. It's uh, going back to The Exorcist, but The Exorcist Part Three. Oh, really? I've never seen that. I've it's a it. it's a great movie. I've actually, heard it's good. Yeah, a lot it's of people. A lot, it's I, I would say that's the actual that's that's the true sequel to The Exorcist. That's what. Ignore The Exorcist Part Two. That's a piece of shit. <laughs> but The Exorcist Part Three, starring George C. Scott, and um, isn't it directed by the same guy? It's well, it's actually directed by the guy who wrote the book. Oh, okay. William right. uh, William Freakin, I think. Freakin. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so he actually like he, he you know he wrote the book and then he he directed the movie. Um, but there's a scene, and I don't want to. Well, if you've never seen it, I almost hey. don't want to say anything. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but well, anyway, um, so there's a scene. You can, you can describe it. You, you can talk. So there's like, uh, it involves like mental patients. Okay. So there's a mental hospital, and uh, there's a scene that that takes place at night where uh, you have a, uh, a the the nurse who's on duty, and the the camera is pitched like way is is placed like way back in this hallway, so you just see the nurse at her station. And she's talking to the security guard, and you can't really hear what they're saying. And she's going back and forth. And the scene takes, like, maybe, like, ten minutes where she's just doing her work. She's filling out her paperwork. She she walks out of the, you know, she walks out of the frame. She walks back into the frame. She talks to the security guard. The security guard goes away. And you're like, what the hell is going to happen? And you're just, you're not expecting it. Well, there comes a moment when you're just like, okay, this is just going to, like, this is just going to end because nothing's going to happen. And at the last minute, when she finally, like, gets her cup of coffee and sits down, this person in a white sheet comes out with these huge pair of, like, I don't know, shears? Like, like, like uh, bush shears or something? <laughs> and just comes at her. And you don't see what happens, but you just see these huge pair. And it's, I mean, like, I'm getting, like, tears in my eyes just talking <laughs> about it. But this terrified me when I first I saw this movie the theater. Oh wow. And <laughs> holy shit, like I st- I still I probably won't watch this movie till this to this day just because of that scene. It oh, I can just, you know, like I I and I, I you know, I I've seen like another list and things like that, but it's 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 incredible. It's an incredible scene and you you don't expect it and there's no music. It's just this woman working and oh god. Uh, but the Shears make another uh, appearance later on in the movie. I won't. I won't. Won't talk about that. But uh, yeah, The Exorcist Part Three. Um, also, I mean, not as like ominous and terrifying. I think as as the first Exorcist movie was um, mm-hmm. definitely. But it, it it holds up. It holds up on its own merits. I think, um, and is definitely a, a fantastic sequel to the original Exorcist. Gotcha. So yeah, Exorcist Part Three. Check it out. Uh, if it's at the library, get it. You know, if it's on, you know, I know it's not on Netflix or anything like that. Yeah, I think they just did a re-release <coughs> through Scream Factory, actually. Oh, like nice! A special edition. Nice, that, nice. So yeah, it's got some, like and there are other moments in that movie that stuff, are yeah. that are terrifying, but that is definitely the, the biggest one, I think. Gotcha. Um, wow. Yeah. 
seem a little traumatized about. I that. am so traumatized. I uh, am just talking about it. Let's uh, talk Oof. about some honorable mentions here. Right. I got a, I got two actually in particular. All right. Uh, one being um, Creep Show. <laughs> Nice. And the ending of the – it's like the ending of the movie, really, the last story with the cockroaches at yeah. the end. Okay. At the end when the, the guy is just like <laughs> – you see him, you're like, is he dead? Is he passed out? Yeah. What's wrong with him? And then just all of a sudden his body basically just explodes. Explodes. Cockroaches, cockroaches coming out of it. And yeah. That just, just That's like, classic. That was just like terrifying as a kid, you know. I mean, and it was one of those things like we grew up in Colorado. There really wasn't cockroaches here or anything. Right. But, oh, God, it was awful. Um and uh, there was a movie that came out in, like, the 80s as well. This was, like, during, if you listen to this podcast, you know, we talk about the old nostalgic days of HBO and Cinemax and yep. whatnot. And um, I caught it on HBO, and it was called – it was a movie called Bad Dreams. And it was kind of yes. like – it was definitely like – it was totally like a Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street ripoff. And it, what's funny is the the main actress, the the, the final girl in this show <laughs> – was in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. She plays the uh, kind of badass chick in in Nightmare Three. I'll have to Whoa. look up the name of her. But um, it was totally like a Freddy Krueger ripoff. And like the premise was like this like crazy cult leader, you know, did this crazy like mass suicide. And then she was like a little girl when it happened, and she'd been in a coma for like years, and then like kind of woke up, and now he's like haunting her in her dreams. Totally right. Freddy Krueger ripoff and stuff. <laughs> and I think the dude was like burnt too. But uh. the, the but, but the scene that scared the crap out of me was the opening scene. So the opening scene of this movie is like this like they're like in this like barnyard church or something doing this this cult ritual, and everybody's walking up to the front, and the the cult leader is pouring like has this big like ladle, and he's just pouring a Thing, a, a scoop of like liquid on all these uh-huh. people and you're like don't know exactly what it is kind of like they're being baptized or something right. and then at the very end you realize it's gasoline it's, yeah and he just lights a match and like they all oh, just like burn man. up together or yeah, whatever yeah, and yeah. i was just like as a kid i was just like just horrified by that i'm like why are they like that, yeah that's that's dying that, on purpose yeah the, you know that, like that kind of lends itself that? like there, there's a lot of like the movies tend to like like I was saying, like there's a bunch of different like like scary scenes. There's the jump scare. There's the suspense, and there's also like the the self destruction, like the the hanging scene in the Omen. When someone does, yeah, when you yeah, see yeah. when you see someone doing that to themselves, you're like, that's terrifying. Yeah. You know that that kind of thing. Yeah. So <laughs> those are my two honorable mentions. Too. Nice. Uh, I got a few. I got the Friday the Thirteenth, the the coming out of the boat or the, uh, in the boat oh, at the end. the end. Yeah, yeah. And Jason finally old jump scare. Jump yeah, scare you there. See Jason for the first time. I uh, Mulholland Drive, the Spoiler diner alert. scene when the guy's describing his dream and the guy uh, Mulholland Drive, David Lynch, and mm-hmm. uh, the guys in the diner describing his dream about someone who's going to come out and kill him, and then so the guy's like, "Well, let's go outside and see if he's there." And <laughs> you know what Spoiler follows? Alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, Zodiac, the movie Zodiac. 2007, I think. Uh, the, the basement David, scene. The David Fincher. David Fincher again. The oh, basement I re- scene. I need to rewatch that. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, goes down to the basement of someone who he thinks might be the Zodiac killer. But I'll let you check it out All if right. you haven't seen it. Uh, Misery, the hobbling scene. That's okay. another scene that's yeah. like, you know, you know what's going, you know what's going to happen, and then you actually see it. It's one of those scenes where you're like, yeah. they tell you what's going to happen, yeah. and then they show it, and yeah, the yeah. showing is the like the disturbing <laughs> part. Yeah. Uh, in the same realm as like American History X, was just another oh, honorable God, mention. Yeah, the yeah. curb stomping scene, yeah. which is you you they tell you what's going to happen, and they show it, and, and you're like, it, and you can't believe it. Ugh. Did that? Right. Did really uh, the fly, the whole movie. 
and then just for like honorable mention, uh, Alien Chestburster because that's classic. Yeah. And Psycho the Shower Scene. Yeah. I guess for me, the Alien Chestburster didn't ever really. I knew it was coming, you know. Like I saw space balls before I ever saw the first that, alien. Exactly, movie exactly. Yeah, so, you know, you but know. I imagine for people who oh, saw yeah. that in the theater for yeah. the first time. I mean, jeez. I mean, there's a reason it was. It's it's like and a it's classic been, scene. It's, it's been, been redone. Spoofed, but it's one of those things oh, that was well, not only spoof, but it's still done to this day. Yeah, yeah. It, in the new movies, it was one of them that I mean. I'm not doubting its impact, but I'm just saying it was kind of ruined for me when sure. I knew it was. And, coming, and me yeah. too, me too. But yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can, I can appreciate it for yeah. what. what it and that is. was one of those movies too, where I saw the sequel first too. And I saw yeah. Aliens first because, you know, we were just we that had age. HBO. Yeah, yeah we, we were, were kids just, of the '80s. You know, right, we were kids like, of the '80s. So yeah, we saw Aliens before Alien. But just, just to you know, honorable mention, just to appreciate it. Fair for enough. What fair it is. enough. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with like Psycho, the shower scene too. It, you know, it was already so famous. Right. Like right. you, it wasn't a shock to finally see it. To finally, I mean, it's masterful. It's it's yeah. it's you know, it, there's a reason it's classic. But you know, we we were already spoiled. You, you know? weren't. You I weren't already scared, saw Police Academy three where they parodied parodied <laughs> it. You know, <laughs> Police Academy or maybe three. four. Police Academy three or four. One of them they do a parody of it. It kind of same with Jaws too. You know, like yeah. I mean, Jaws I could have put Jaws too. Is, yeah. it, it's great, and it, it did scare me as a kid too. But it, like, we live in a landlocked state, you know. We never went to the damn beach, you know. Yeah, so. you weren't worried about that. <laughs> so as worried as Freddy Krueger grabbing yeah, you and dragging in, you in, in, in my your bed. mattress. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we didn't have a beach. I had a fucking mattress. Right. Right. So. <laughs> right. All right. I guess that's going to bring us to the low five, and uh, we're going with movies you don't want to see a second time. So. Since I've been working this summer over at the Alamo Draft House, I've seen a whole <laughs> lot of films, taking advantage of a little perk of you know nice. free movies and stuff. So my number five is one of the movies I saw this summer, <laughs> and I'll never want to see it again. And I, I don't want to see it again. I'm probably not going to watch it again. And that would be none other than Baywatch. And oh, this <laughs> is kind of you know off Damn. topic. It, it's like you know I think you're kind of expecting movies that were so horrific you don't want to watch it again. But Baywatch was it, it was horrific in its own way. I mean not necessarily. <laughs> wow. Uh, like terrifying and scary, but the problem with it was it tried to be an action movie and it tried to be a comedy and it was neither. Twenty One you know? Jump Street, I think, is what. Yeah, it, I thought of when I saw the trailers. I was like, it, it wants to be Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, it was not as good as Twenty One. Twenty One Jump Street was like, I don't know, that perfect mix. Special. Of, yeah, the perfect mix. Yeah, of and action this, and comedy. And this got it all wrong with probably thirty-five dick jokes, maybe. Total too many, home, yeah. One too many, uh, yeah. Thirty-four too many, maybe. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so yeah, number five, Baywatch. That's All what right. I'm going with. So I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think our lists are going to be like. Yeah. I, I think I feel like where our lists are going, and, and my list is going to be the, uh, the the depressing one. Well, I got a few of them in mind too. Um, so. so my you know, my whole list is. I try like to that. I try to, mix, I try to mix mine up a little bit. So. Yeah, and I I, I didn't. Well, I was, that's fine. I, that's I got fine. I got too much into like where. Oh, that is man. fine. Uh, so my number five is the Wes Craven classic, Last House on the Left. Oh, yeah. Jeez, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a classic movie, a uh, classic horror movie. The beginning, I think, was his first movie? One of his first movies. One of his first movies. Sure. Um, and without going too much into it, it's, it's uh, I guess you could call it like a slasher horror revenge flick. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I saw it. I appreciate it for what it was, and I'm I'm good. I didn't see the remake because I was like, well, why? Yeah, exactly. No need. Yeah. Um, I saw what I needed to see, and just and if you're curious, you can check it out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go too much into it right now, but you know, it's a good, uh, like I said, revenge. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. Disturbing I mean, flick. Some really graphic. 
rape murder type stuff that yeah. happens and yeah. you know that's with no a twist there, there, no yeah. there, there's a twist that happens yeah but that's no fun to watch <laughs> it's not fun to well it's it, it, you watch it for i guess posterity i mean yeah. just to say like yeah. oh, okay like i well, I, I mean i appreciate it this. is groundbreaking in in a way yeah. you know it was one of these first like i think it was like rated unrated or rated x or something yeah i don't think they would they, even they, they, they like rejected it or yeah, something so they it wouldn't was like yeah. they wouldn't they were like oh we're not even gonna bother with yeah, the x rating with this yeah it was so i mean like so historically, it's definitely like has its place for sure in yeah. in, in horror. And Absolutely, the horror genre. Absolutely, it's a fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Not a, it's not a feel good movie, and you, you see it once, you get the point, and you're, and you're good, good to go. Yeah, yeah you're good exactly. to go. So that's my number five. So um, I'm gonna stick with uh, a little hybrid of what I had spoke of earlier, and a movie I saw as well at the Alamo Draft House this summer, <laughs> and it would be my number four is the the newest hi- I- entry into a subgenre I like to call hipster horror. And it would be It Comes at Night. and um, Oh, really? That wasn't any good. I huh? just, it was mediocre. <laughs> I mean, horror. <laughs> I, it was well acted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it had like. It had a lot of buzz, had too. Ni- it had a lot of buzz and had a lot, it had nice camera work and stuff. Interesting. But it was such a fucking downer, you know? It was uh, so like. Okay. I don't think I, w- I just don't have any desire to watch it again. Right, you know? right, right. Um, I get it. And there's, I mean, spoiler alert. All right. Fast forward five, five or ten seconds if you want to, <laughs> if you don't want to hear the spoiler alert. But, <laughs> well, I, I mean, it broke, it. it broke several, I don't know, do you want to be spoiled? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, it just broke several rules you don't break in horror, you know? Oh, and like, interesting. Uh, and it was just like, for, you don't kill the dog and you don't kill the kid. And they killed both of them. Yeah. So, uh, All right. Uh, yeah, so I went and watched this one before my work one morning, one, a Sunday morning, yeah. <laughs> nice. I went to the first showing. I worked that afternoon. I'm like, oh, I got some time to kill. I'm going to go watch the movie and then go to work. And, oh, my God, I was depressed the whole <laughs> – the rest of the – I was just depressed after that. I was like, man, this was the wrong movie to watch. So I honestly don't have any desire to watch again. It's not a horrible movie. It's not a great movie. It's uh, it's definitely got a bummer of a of – a, um, you know – yeah. Ending and stuff. So that's my number four. It comes at night. Yeah, I got to check that out. I, well, maybe not now. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth right. the rental. My number four is from 19 or uh, maybe 2009. Okay, I'm getting these dates wrong, but it's uh, from the Cormac McCarthy adaptation, The Road. Okay. Uh, with Viggo Mortensen. Um, I read this book. Uh, and I was really pissed at the person who suggested I read this book to me, who suggested to me I should read this book, <laughs> because I read it and I was like, man, why did you give me that to read? It's terrible. Like, it's it leaves you with such a foreboding, like, almost like depression. And the movie is a perfect adaptation of the book. And I watched the movie knowing what was going to happen. I was like, well, I, the book was good and leaves you like, oh, my God. So basically, The Road is... Uh, Cormac, Cormac McCarthy, uh, who also did, uh, who also wrote No Country for Old Men, but the movie is about uh, this uh, man and his son who are basically on the road in a post-apocalyptic, well, post-apocalyptic world where everything is dying or dead, and there's basically no hope. Um, but he's just trying to keep his son alive, and there are some pretty horrific parts in that movie, and. Yeah, it's uh, leaves you with just kind of like that's this is this is how we're gonna end up, I guess. Like now, I need to like go and just 
watch the sunrise or something. <laughs> pair that pair that up with it comes at night, and you got a yeah, a hell per, of a double per, feature pretty good right double there. feature yeah, right there. Where yeah. you're gonna just have to like call your mom and yeah, you know, like cry about it. Cry, yeah, cry <laughs> about it. Basically, just be like, oh my god, like I need some ice cream and watch some like children sing some Christmas carols or something. Because yeah, whew, yeah, the road work does a number on you. Um, <sighs> all right, the road. My number three comes from. Back in the early days of Netflix, and by the mm. early days of Netflix, I mean when they would when you actually porn. get discs in the mail, <laughs> you know, <laughs> discs and in they, the mailbox, and, and you could actually rent Debbie Does Dallas. Apparently, you could. Yeah. You could. Um, but this was, um, gosh, it came out what was it, like late '90s, early aughts. I don't know the exact date, but the film's called Irreversible. Oh, and it's, this is going to um, show up on my list. And it it is. Oh yeah. Okay, so um. So it's like uh, it's a, it's kind of like a well it's kind of like a rape revenge story as well that we we're talking yep. about but it's told in reverse yep. told so in reverse like yep the scenes happen chronologically in reverse right so it begins with the end and then goes yeah. backwards yeah. from there kind of like uh yeah uh, but there's run like, little run was well no wait no nah, run little run no was, run was, uh, there was another movie that was just run little like run that. was just fast and like uh, yeah differently. but it, it was kind of like I don't know I guess memento is yeah, a, yeah is memento memento the early aughts like. With the hit, with the success of Pulp Fiction, uh, everyone yeah. was obsessed with like doing different chronological things, telling yeah. story different ways, chronologically like, different. Yeah, like can we do something that's simultaneous, like that movie Time Code, where it was like all these things <laughs> yeah, happening at the same time. Yeah, time, time code. And, yeah, or should we, you know, tell it in reverse, tell it jumbled around, etc. So, anyways, but there's like a ten minute long rape scene in that movie that's just absolutely horrific. And um, well, not just horrific, but it's it's ten minutes uncut. Yeah. So the I guy mean, just sat just, down the camera. And walked away, the director, yeah. and then was like, okay, action. And then you just, you watch the whole thing. Yeah. And you're horrible. like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, I remember watching that, like, kind of, like, at an impressionable age. Like, oh, I want to watch all these cutting-edge movies of yeah, filmmaking right, and right. everything. Yeah, and me too. just being like, oh, This my was too much. Fucking God, right. this is too much. Yeah, Well, exactly. it's like, is it, is it being, like... Is it being shocking for shocking sake, or is it, or is the director trying to say something about I don't know. I mean, violence, I, I, or is he just yeah. like, hey, I'm just going to show the most shocking thing I can think of yeah. because I can. I mean, that, yeah, that, these are all valid questions for sure. And that I think the and director, he's a French guy, Gaspar No, Noah, No, or something. Yeah, he, he, all of his movies are kind of like that. You know, yeah. like that kind of like sh- I'm going to shock you and see like wh- how how far I can go. Yeah, in terms so, of like. Yeah, so I kind of started getting into your type of movie on yeah. this list. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to watch that again. <laughs> Me neither. I'm I'm and, good. well, I'm <laughs> going to talk about it again soon, but, uh, yeah, Irreversible. All right, Whew. my number three, Irreversible. All right, so my number three, and I kind of did a tie because they're they're kind of, well, not the same type of movie, but they're, they're two cartoons, actually. Huh. Okay. And one is called uh, Grave of Fireflies, which is an anime Japanese cartoon. And another one is called When the Wind Blows, which is which was kind of like co-financed. Well, it was directed by a Japanese guy, but it was actually an English, uh, UK movie. Okay. So Grave of the Fireflies is basically about these two kids who are trying to trying to survive the um, the the bombing of uh, I think it's Nagasaki during World War II, mm-hmm. and it's depressing and sad and leaves you feeling like shit. When the Wind Blows is another movie where. Um, People, it's about this. Uh, what if uh, the UK was bombed by uh, Russia during the Cold War, 
And the reason that it's kind of disturbing is that the the two it's basically about these two characters these, these two this old English couple man and woman uh, who are living in the countryside, and the way that the animation is done is that the characters are drawn like like in this kind of like cutesy pillowy style. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, that's you know there it's it's endearing, mm-hmm. and then the movie spoiler alert is basically like the bomb goes off, but they're not in they're not in the city. So they just slowly die of radiation poisoning, <laughs> and Jeez. these two like you know really cutesy characters. And you're towards the and towards the end, you're just like you're just drained of all emotion um, as you watch this cartoon. <laughs> and it's just something like I don't know why I why I chose to watch it, but I did. And <laughs> I don't know if I'm any if I feel any better about it, but now I'm just like left with like these these sort of like feelings that I kind of wished I hadn't. <laughs> yeah. For both movies, actually, so um, yeah, that's a that's a animation tie of, of movies that I okay. will never see again. And maybe that. you shouldn't watch them. Double I don't know. Feature? <laughs> double feature, yeah, double feature that one. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, when the wind blows and grave of fireflies. Fair enough. If you want to just feel like complete shit. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number two is oh, I'm going to keep it rolling with movies I saw this summer, and I'm going nice. to go with. Tom Cruise in The Mummy. Um, <laughs> yes. This was a I terrible think I, movie. I think I, I should know. I should this, have known this would come up. This, was, <laughs> this was a terrible movie. Um, you know, and and the thing is, uh, and with my job, we're supposed to not, like, we're supposed to not bash a movie to a customer if they ask about it, you know? So I had a really, really? hard, I had a really hard so time. So if they ask you, like, well, yeah. I want to see this or I want, you know, sh- which one should well, I see? Well, we, we're, 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 we're encouraged to, like, make recommendations, but we're not we're not encouraged to just be like, that was a total piece that of shit. Piece Don't of watch shit. it, you know? Wow. So wow. some people have been like, so how is the mummy? I'm like, well, do you like uh, do you like watching Tom Cruise run with a giant like cloud? Which is just like basically a, like, every movie. Yeah, Tom Cruise like a does cloud now. of <laughs> a cloud of dust chasing yeah, him in slow motion. Every Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you like Mission Impossible with a little bit of slice of a of a, of, a, of a mummy or something? A mummy Which is story? probably how that movie was pitched. Yeah, but oh my god, it was just so corny, man. He was just so <laughs> like corny. It was that I kind of think of another word, man. Corny. It was just like. It was just Tom Cruise being being this like bombastic jerk, like uh, what a weird kind of like kind of like a Indiana Jones, like he's a fucking archaeologist hunter, like a, a treasure hunter. <laughs> but and, it takes place it, in modern day, yeah, an antiquities hunter, like in Iraq in modern day, and then you know him and his him and his partner unleash this uh, curse of the that's such curse a, of this mummy that's and such stuff. A weird way to, to to do a mummy movie. And the problem was there just wasn't enough like mummy mummy in, a, in the mummy. Yeah, it was just like, can I see some mummy in my and mummy they movie? Did this, and so like. And they just did this terrible, like, um, basically a ripoff of American Werewolf in London. Spoiler alert! Uh, so like his buddy dies. Also, it could be my honorable mentions of the uh, in the previous. List. Uh, so his buddy like dies in this plane crash, and Tom Cruise lives because he's cursed by sure. the mummy or whatever. Sure, sure, so sure. He and so <laughs> and wait. And so like, does he see his dead friend? Yeah, throughout oh, the movie, he keeps seeing it. His dead off. friend keeps showing up, and the same thing. Like each uh, time he sees him, he's more decomposed uh, than last wow. time. Wow! Yeah, holy like, shit! Like it is a blatant. Wow, uh, that's a total ripoff. Yeah, it's a blatant ripoff of um, American Werewolf. American Werewolf, and then we got um, what's his name? 
old boy Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Dr. Jekyll. Oh, because they're trying to and start so they're their trying whole... to start this whole like reboot of the classic monsters. Monster movies, the, but they all share the same. Like, yes, the, like they're shared trying to do, universe. They're trying to do Marvel with, yeah, with, with Marvel does with, with their monsters. With monster heroes. And, yeah. and, and, and so like Russell Crowe is Dr. Jekyll for like... No reason. Way too long, no reason in this movie, <laughs> just to set up for a future sure, film. Sure, you know? sure, so, sure, sure. So there was probably like at least 35 to 40 minutes of unnecessary yeah. Dr. Jekyll stuff thrown uh. into this thing to, you know, set the stage for the next fucking movie or God, whatever. So, yeah. yeah, it's just that whole thing succeeded on no level. awful. So, yeah. yeah. Although the one thing, the mummy herself, it was they did like a female mummy, kind of a twist on everything. Right, you know? right. Like she looked pretty cool. Like she kind of like she yeah. had like three pupils in her eyes. Sure, and like sure, she, she looked was pretty cool. But good, it was just kind of like, why bother? What's the but point of this? What's spo- the point of this? Spoiler, you know? and I, I read about this or heard it in a podcast or something. Uh-huh. Spoiler: She's not the mummy at the end, right? She's she's gone. They well, they destroy yeah, her, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so when the movies continue. She won't be the. She won't come back. Well, who knows? You Bullshit. Know? Who knows? They'll find a way. It's maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Not, depending on what Tom Cruise uh, uh, Horse has, shit. has has in the pipeline. God, you know? with Tom Cruise. But the, the I guess the the travesty about the whole thing was it was really a huge flop here in the yeah. United States. But they're saying it's going to make its money back internationally because it's all that know, matters and that's all that matters so all that matters all the next the next movie's greenlit you yep. know so yep so. They'll, they'll continue so, yeah yeah so all right. Well, I'm gonna mummy. No fun at all. So that well, th- the topic was fun. So I'm gonna bring it back down all again right. All right, sure. <laughs> with my number two, and this is a movie I think out of uh, uh, Germany called uh, The Seventh Continent that came out in 1989, uh, directed by Michael Henke or Heinke or Heineke. This is a guy who makes basically depressing movies. He's he made the movie Funny Games that he then remade. I think in America he, he made it in Germany, and then he remade an American version. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Naomi Watts called Funny Games. Oh, um, God, that movie. Let's talk about another one you might not want to watch yeah, again, dude. Yeah, that's another Well, this guy basically, he makes movies that you don't want. Uh, you only want to watch <laughs> exactly. once. Exactly. Uh, Amore was another movie that he did. Never um, seen yeah, that's another depressing one. Uh, Cachet was another movie. Anyway, The Seventh Continent. Um, I, I don't want anybody to watch this movie, but I don't want to give anything away either. So the <laughs> uh, premise goes, a European family basically just plans to move to Australia. Mm-hmm. That's their plan. They tell their family, they tell their, their co-workers, uh, we're going to move to Australia. We don't want to live in, in Europe anymore. And you kind of just follow them through their routine of like getting ready to leave. Like you see them, you know, leaving their jobs. You see them having a, a, a party with their family and friends, a going away party. And you see them like packing up all their stuff and withdrawing all their money from the bank. And then what follows is basically the is what they're planning is something much much more sinister, and um, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, don't watch it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, it's gonna make you feel like shit. Uh, you're gonna say to yourself like, why? Why was this even made? Um, <laughs> who who thinks of this kind of shit? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and so I, it was again like like you were saying earlier, like how you watch you know you you're in that 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 mood or that that time when you like oh I'm gonna watch something that's uh, I'm gonna uh, yeah, mo- yeah. I'm gonna watch movies that are subversive and are crazy and wild yeah, and like yeah, you yeah. know banned or something like that. And that yeah. was that was how I felt when I watched this movie. Yeah, uh, I got on Netflix and I was like, yeah, this is gonna be crazy. And then you just oh, like, <laughs> you just felt sick when you were done watching. You're like oh, like I just don't feel good. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the seventh continent. All um, right. Don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> uh, that brings me to my my number one on the list. Um, I thought about. I mean, I, I imagine if referencing back to our very first episode where we did like five, the five movies we would on our on our Netflix queue that we haven't watched uh, and probably aren't ever gonna watch. Gonna I mean, watch, like yeah. if I ever watched Human Centipede, that probably would be on this list. But <laughs> I haven't. I think they still took haven't. Off Netflix. Oh uh, well, like, it's I it's still gone. never got around to that from episode one. So. Good for me, right? Okay, so my number one top scary movie scene was from A Nightmare on Elm Street. So my number one movie I don't want to see a second time is A Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> the 2010 remake of, oh, of the burn. original film. Um, it was, you know, m- remade through Michael Bay's production right. yep. company, Platinum Dunes, yep. and they, like, had success rebooting the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre I think they movie, tried to re- redo which, And they did do Friday, Friday the 13th, 13th as well. Yeah. And those two actually were not bad movies, believe it or not. Those yeah, reboots they were or were not terrible at all. And but this Nightmare on Elm Street was terrible. Um I felt like it just I remember watching it through this was like back in my back in the drinking days for sure, you know, like, Bunch of like but I just remember jump scares and yeah, gore. And it just wasn't good and it and yeah. um the problem was uh you know like I don't know, Freddy Krueger, uh, Robert England playing the character was, is just so iconic, you know? Yeah. They had a Jackie Earl Haley try yeah, to, like, yeah. play him. But Who's they, a good actor. But, but the, yeah, but they, you know, they kind of went this other angle. They just went this straight, you know, mean angle, not like, you know. I mean, later on in the franchise was when Freddy started doing, like, you know, one-liners and shit like well, that. Well, he was kind of like a, still, a trickster, kind of yeah. like. He was, like, puckish. Yeah, but he, yeah, always. He, and he still kind of had that in those in the original movie, you yeah. know, I felt like. Um, but this one was just, like, me and just it just wasn't good it was terrible and um the the sad thing is about it is is um you know it got negative reviews from critics i ended up finally seeing it on on a home video you know later on like dvd or something <laughs> when it, i think it might have been netflix when <laughs> i think it was no netflix when i still got the uh yeah got them in I the mail i was still getting Redbox those or yeah something. but um the crazy thing is it got bad reviews, but it still grossed $115 million at the box office against a budget of $35 million, making it the highest grossing film in the Nightmare on Elm Street really? franchise. Yes. Holy shit. So that, that sucks. sucks. <laughs> yeah. But, wow. I mean, I guess uh, uh, a proof of how bad it is, like if it is this successful, what happens in Hollywood these days when there's a successful fucking movie? You make a fucking sequel, but they did not make a sequel no. to this, even I mean, though it was. felt like it was a piece of shit. Yeah. Man. It was like right after, was it right around the time that Wes Craven passed away too? When uh, it came no, out? no, no, no. It was before that. Was yeah. it? Okay. It was 2010. Wes Craven passed away a couple years ago. Oh, okay. So. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I can't imagine Wes. I mean, I, obviously he signed off on it probably to do it. I'm not sure if he, actually, I don't think he owned well, the rights. It's, it's, I think New Line owned the rights. But period, I think it was so. kind of like it was it was redundant because Wes Craven had done his own remake, kind of, of New of Nightmare, New yeah. Nightmare, yeah. which was a great movie. Yeah, um, you know, it had, it had its issues, but I I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, but I he kind he kind of did it. He already kind of like what would happen if he did a remake, and yeah. that's what the movie's about. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it, whatever. Point. No need to watch it. Yeah, it is pretty pointless. No, I watched it once. No need to ever watch it yeah, again. It's pretty pointless. So skip well, it. Watch, watch Freddy versus Jason, actually. Yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> I agree. If you want a better entertainment, yeah. you know. Get the real Freddy. Uh, my number one is, uh, like I said, uh, it would show up again, is Gaspar Noe's uh, Irreversible. <laughs> yeah. So many things wrong with this movie. Um, disturbing, uh, horrific, 
graphic. Dude killing the guy with the fire extinguisher. That looks yeah. real? Yeah. It looks yeah. like they paid some yeah. like bum off the street to be like, I'm going to hit you in the face with this fire extinguisher yeah. until you die. And that yeah. was like, what? Um, yeah, the rape scene, like you mentioned. Ugh. Awful. Awful. Oh, this was <laughs> a little funny side note about that. This was back in the day when my mail used to go back to my – I hadn't moved my mail. When I moved out of my parents' house, I still had my mail going to my parents' house, and I had Netflix mail <laughs> going. So my dad would just grab my Netflix movies and watch them because he liked to watch movies. And he didn't realize uh, – so that was one of the movies that was on my queue. It came, and I went to my ho- went to my parents' house to go pick up my mail one day, and my dad just handed me my mail. And was like, didn't what say the anything fuck to is me. wrong with you? Didn't say anything to me. <laughs> just handed me my mail and was like – and walked away. And I looked, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I knew he had watched Irreversible. And you and, knew it was going to be crazy. And, I, and he was, I think that's when, like, my dad realized, like, okay, you're on your – you are on into your own shit, and you're, like <laughs> – you're no longer my little yeah. boy or something like that. You know, like, no, 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 you didn't think Some that. innocence was lost. Innocence right was then. gone <laughs> after that, dude. And, uh, yeah, he's like, okay, you're, you're no longer into, like, just, you know, Godzilla movies and, like, 80s, like, you know, teen titty movies. You're you're into some weird shit, so just take this and go. And I don't think you ever watched another Netflix movie that I sent to the house again. <laughs> Damn. But anyway. Well, on that, on that bummer, don't watch yeah, Irreversible don't watch that unless one. you want to ruin your day. Yeah. Uh, um, any honorable mentions? Um, I actually don't, man. I got a few. Yeah, let's hear them. All right, so let's go. Let's go down the list of All right, movies yeah. you don't want to watch. Yeah. Old Boy, the original. Okay. The original Old Boy. Uh, that's fucked up. <laughs> uh, movie on called Netflix too. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Well, the original or the new one, the remake. They remade Spike it, which Lee. was like Spike what Lee the remade fuck? It, dude. Yeah. Why would you remake too. that movie? It's disturbing. Uh, a movie called Compliance that came out a few years ago. Hmm. Um. Which was actually based on a true story of some guy who like was prank calling a fast food restaurant and told the manager that he was a a, a a police officer and that one of his one of one of their employees had stolen something. So they he made the manager take the employee into the back room and basically do things to the employee, like oh, wow. strip search her oh, and geez. then do this and do that and then poof, disturbing and disturbing story and disturbing movie as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my honorable uh, mention. Funding, yeah. Two documentaries capturing the Freedmans and Dear Zachary, both. <laughs> I've seen capturing the Freedmans. That is some fucked up shit. That too. is, and, and I heard I've heard about Dear Zachary, but haven't seen it. So. Which is which isn't <laughs> which isn't fucked up. It's just depressing. Yeah, well. that's what I heard. Uh, Requiem for a Dream, which is a fan, uh, which is I'll an, it it's an amazing movie. No, I know, I know, and I know you no, watch it. That's why it's again. an honorable. It's for. it's a great movie, and it's an honorable mention because I probably would watch it again, but I wouldn't like look forward to it yeah yeah uh the movie united 93 oh god yes that's a good uh, one too. because it's just like it doesn't dramatize anything it no. shows you like just how it probably was yeah you know? yeah and that's and it just ends like fade to black right, right. when the plane crashes when the plane crashes yeah yeah, yeah. Just i ends. remember being like pretty freaking disturbed by that movie too yeah and, like yeah and then just being like, wow. Huh. Directed by the guy who did all the Bourne movies. Wow. I mean, it's it's good piece of art. But it is. Like, I'll never watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. Yeah, that was it for me. And then another movie that um, <laughs> that I watched the first, like, half hour. And it was this is the only movie I think I've ever stopped. I think I can, I can stomach a lot. I've seen a lot of things. Uh, but this movie was called... Um, uh, gosh, let me get it here. It's called Salo or 100 Days of Sodom. And it's based on... The Marquis de Sade story, mm-hmm. um, and it is disturbing, and I'm not going to go into it. Uh, mm-hmm. Look it up if you want to. 
I guess I, I have. A I, I watched the first like sort of thirty minutes, mention. and I'm like, nope, nope, I'm done. I'm I not have gonna, a sort of like, honorable mention. Begotten, remember the? Did you ever see yeah, Begotten's a good one. I remember getting that from Netflix. That's too, something. And being like, but but now now I kind of almost feel like it's, I would revisit it. I just would too, to like, because it's it's artsy enough that it's it's disturbing, but. It's yeah. artsy enough that you're like, yeah, I can. You're like, maybe I, I could get a different interpretation right. of what's going yeah. on in that. Yeah. Ooh, that's, so. that's another one that's just That's weird. one of them that I thought of when I was thinking oh, about Irreversible. Yeah. It was like about the same time when that came out. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was one of those things, like, I think I saw a trailer for it on, like, <laughs> one of the, like on Irreversible or something. Right, right. Some yeah. independent movie. And I was like, damn, that looks fucking crazy. And then, yeah. like, sure enough, Netflix had it. And so we're yeah. like, hey, And you watch it and you're like, whoa. Yeah, what? I think that I actually. On some podcasts I listen to, they're talking about. I think that is getting like a re-release. Somewhere. Really? Yeah. Someone. Nice. They're gonna try to remaster it. But I think it's like kind of. It's bizarre. Like it's. I don't even know. It looks like it's shot on like sixteen millimeter, super if, grainy. If that, if that even. If that, so. It's a silent movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's real fucking weird. It's really weird. Uh, the guy who, and then based on that, the guy went on to direct uh, Shadow. Was it Shadow of the Vampire? I with think so. Yeah. With uh, John Malkovich. It, it was. Uh, it was the making of Nosferatu. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, John Malkovich and uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, yeah. Willem. Well, Played Max Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to the end of this podcast. Yeah, the end of this long, um, disturbing sad podcast. Sad and scary. Somewhat, somewhat and disturbing. Depressing and yeah. Somewhat anyways, depressing. hope you guys are having a good summer and uh, <laughs> keep listening to our show. Um, We'll be back with uh, another episode pretty soon, and it, hopefully it will be the one we planned. Yeah. If not, we'll f- come up with something better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. Once again, you can always find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Write us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. Um, send us an email, high5downloadpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, like us on Facebook as well. Yep, do that. Try and track me that. down. I'll get you a T-shirt for cheap. And a uh, sticker. Stickers for free. Stickers for free. All right. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye.